guys, welcome back to my podcast, Barry Milana. I'm your host, Milana, and this is episode 12. This week, we're going to talk about how to meet someone special, Khloe Kardashian getting dragged, unfortunately, again, and the new postpartum drug that came out this week. If this is your first time listening, there is a visual to this podcast. Please visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe and watch this video. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a podcast version to this available on most podcast apps, um, preferably Apple Podcasts. So make sure you leave a rating and a review and subscribe to my channel on the podcast app. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty active on there, I would say. Um, not Twitter so much. I need to do better, but that's at Starring Milana. So here at Starring Milana, we have three di- different segments. The first one is called BTS, where we kind of catch up and I give you a preview of my past week. And the second segment is called Talkworthy, in which we pick a few things from the media and offer a different perspective. And the last segment is called Dropping Gems, in which we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. So let's get into it. Nothing really crazy happening this week for me. Um, It was the first day of spring. We are now in the season of spring. And ironically, on the first day of spring, we had like a ridiculous a downpour, I guess you can call it. I mean, it was raining so hard. I didn't even, like everyone's at work looking outside the window. Nobody wanted to leave. It was crazy. Um, Not my favorite season. I don't know. I don't know. What's your guys' favorite season? I like fall. I like fall fashion. I like fall weather. And I like pumpkin cheesecake. Um, That would be my favorite season. Uh, Also, however, it's spring. So, you know, this made me realize we are reaching the end of the first quarter of the year. So this is probably a good time to kind of like regroup and restructure and figure out what you're going to do and what we're going to approve and what new goals you have for the next quarter since we are now in spring. So I like new seasons. Okay, so Orange Theory, you guys know I work out at Orange Theory. We had a group workout. Look, Orange Theory for me is very competitive because you wear a heart monitor and you can see your results and your updates every second, right, on on the big screen and everyone's looking at it and your name is there. Um, So I'm already competitive with myself. I want to see myself in the orange zone. And we had like a group workout where I was partnered with somebody random. And, you know, they don't, they didn't appear to have the same competitive nature I did. Um, And so the coach is like, who's going to get to the fifth block? Who's going to finish with the fifth block first? And I'm just like, me. You know, I'm like giving it all my all, working out. And then this girl is just like, not there, you know, I'm not judging everyone, anyone, but I just prefer to like kind of be on my own in these types of workouts because I'm just so competitive, but somehow we were the first group to finish. Yeah, girl, I have rowed like I've never rowed before, okay, Lena's looking like I'm crazy because like I'm not a rower, I rowed like I never rowed before to like win, and it doesn't, not like I get any, got anything out of it, nobody even fucking high-fived me, nobody even said, oh, these are the people that uh, finished the workout first, nothing, I got nothing, um, so it's pointless. Can I whine for a second? Today, my coworker bought me a um, bar that had coconut in it. <clears throat> and I already knew I didn't like coconut, but I think after today, it was very much established that I can't stand coconut. I hate coconut milk. I hate coconut water. Um, 
I don't like coconut cookies. I don't like chocolates filled with coconut. I don't get it. I don't like coconut. Also, um, Lena just put up my Kopari lip gloss that has coconut in it. Yes, that is the only coconut thing I like is when I can't taste it. So my two favorite products that I use religiously, like beauty products, is my Kopari like lip gloss and my Kopari deodorant, which ironically both have coconut in it. But besides that, I hate coconut. I don't like to taste it, eat it in my mouth. None of that, okay? Another thing. So why the fuck don't women's restrooms... I hate when women's restrooms don't have hooks for their purses. So I'm setting up an event at this really high-end resort in Beverly Hills. It's a chain, okay? It's a big chain, so the Montage Hotel. I went to three different bathrooms, like, the entire throughout the day, and none of them had a hook for a purse. And that irritates the fuck out of me because you're charging $600 a night for a room for what? So I can go to use your restroom at a, rest, at a restaurant and put my fucking, you know, whatever these ladies are carrying, my Chanel and my Birkin on the floor. It's rude. It's uncomfortable for ladies. You should have hooks in the bathroom. What do you want us to do? Sit on the toilet with our purse on ourselves? Like, men will never understand. And that's probably who built these bathrooms are men. So they can't even, like, process what we need, okay? Anyway, so that's, like, I'm done bitching. We're going to move on to the rest of my BTS. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, it was my boyfriend's birthday this past week. We went to, um, we had, like, a group dinner. And then I took him on his actual birthday to catch I love that restaurant. Um, the quality of food is so good. So we had a good time. I had two margaritas, and I'm now craving one. Um, just for context, this is going to come out on hashtag Milana Monday, but it is Friday night at 11.15. I'm starving. Um, actually, I'm going to take a snack break. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm eating um, crunch. Wait, bunch of crunch. Just to be clear, I never liked bunch of crunch until right now. And so this is the only accessible thing for me to eat. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm probably going to eat some fries after this. No shame. But this is my dinner. I'm going to spare you guys the chewing. So we're just going to move on and I'll eat the whole box later. Anyway, we're shit show USA. What else is new? By the way, guys, did you love my episode last week with Lena? People were loving it. She did so good. She should be so proud of herself. Now she's back to doing the Cinderella peasantry in the background. <laughs> usual i'm just kidding i'm gonna have her back i'm just trying to figure out another good topic to talk about to reel her in um all right guys so we're gonna move on to the second segment of my show called talk worthy and again this is where we kind of pick a few things that are going on in the media and try to offer a new perspective if there's one to be had not everything requires a different perspective let's start with the new zealand shooting like last week we talked about the christ church shooting in New Zealand and you know this was this is crazy to me and, and amazing at the same time how quickly the government and the prime minister made decisions and kind of I don't know it took initiative to do the right thing right it's been what like has it been a week or a little over a week right that this has happened um and they the prime minister decided that she's the, the whole country is going to ban automatic weapons. I'm going to say her name because I just think she deserves all the props. I believe it's Jacinda Ardern. They're going to enact it into law in the first week of April. And um, if you currently own any of those weapons, you are supposed to kind of safely turn them in to the police. Um, it's called the a buyback. I guess this was done in Australia like 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. Um, and the government will buy those weapons back. And I, I think it can cost like something up to like $100 million. But this is something that they're willing to do. And... 
people are going to go in and they're going to turn their weapons in. Even um, the Farmers Association, you know, they were very hesitant, but they're kind of in on it as long as they can still have, like, rifles because for them they need it for, like, hunting. And there's a few other, like, pest control. There's a few other fields of work where people will be required to kind of still have rifles. Um, obviously, the police, you know, and the Air Force, the military force, they'll, they'll still have those weapons. But I just, I don't, what the fuck? Like, how many kids, kids, okay, Innocent people, but also kids, have to die in America for anyone to do anything of this capacity, you know? And I don't want to blame this on, you know, any one president or any one government or any one party, but it's, I think this is, this is pressure that needs to happen from, from all ends, and it's not happening, unfortunately. Um, and I don't know how many more people have to lose their life for this country to make some serious change, you know? I'm all for the right to carry, the right to carry, like, you know, and, but that's a gun, even though I pro personally probably will never have a gun, I mean, I'm never say never, but I, not my thing, but I, but I understand that, right, I get it, but, like, automatic weapons and like, rifles, what do you need war weapons for at your house, why would you, why would you have that, you know, so, I don't know, I'm just, and this all came around this, this is all happening at the same time as, um, you know, we're just, they were just a month or so out from the Parkland shooting that happened last year. One of the survivors committed suicide um, a few days ago. Her name was Sydney Aolo. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. She committed suicide. Um, according to her mother, she had survivor's guilt and um, PTSD. Um, and I, I just, I, I think she couldn't handle it anymore. And unfortunately, she um, committed suicide with a, a gun. I think she shot herself. Um, so her family is, they have a GoFundMe account. They're raising money for her memorial. But I think that, you know, they've already reached what they needed. But but I think it'll be a good idea to donate more money because I think this is the time that they actually, those, you know, her, her parents and I think she has a brother, need to seek um, counseling. They've just experienced something so traumatic themselves. And this is just going to have a spiraling effect on their entire family for years to come, and it's very unfortunate. So I, I do think that they will need funding to seek some sort of help. So I'll go ahead and leave a link in the description, and you guys can, can donate to her service. And, you know, I hope she rests in peace and she's at peace. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we get into, like, these waves where it's, like, fun, and then it's, like, heavy, and then it's fun, and then it's heavy. So um, let's move on to some interesting and I think, I think good news. There is now a postpartum depression drug, finally, and it's called Brexanolin. I believe I'm saying that right. English is my third language. Um, you know, and this probably, honestly, this this kind of caught me off guard because I didn't realize that there actually wasn't one to target postpartum depression directly. There's um, There are antidepressants out there, and they have been um, prescribed to women who are having postpartum depression but there wasn't much research done if it's affecting like breast milk and other hormones and I'm not sure that it was safe to use for new mothers. So they finally came up with an antidepressant drug that um, is supposed to help with postpartum depression. Now there's a lot of like critiques about it. Um, first of all, Without insurance, the drug is $34,000, right? That's a lot of money. Um, and the other thing is the process to receive it is, is kind of difficult. You can't, 
this particular drug, you cannot take it orally, right? So you have to go to a clinic and you have to check yourself in. It's like a clinic or a hospital. Um, you have to check yourself in for 60 hours and you're connected to an IV and it's a drip IV and you have to be there for 60 hours. And some, some people think it's good because it hits your bloodstream faster and it can honestly take up to three days to kick in. That's what they said, which is really good. I mean, as a newborn mother, I can't even imagine experiencing postpartum depression and you have to take care of a newborn. So something as effective as this kicking in three days is great. But the whole idea of checking yourself into a hospital, being under supervision for 60 hours, um, and then through IV, you know, there's cause of, that there can be probably an infection for that. And also... $34,000 is a lot of money without insurance. You know, I'm sure even with insurance, it'll be a lot of money, but it can definitely save a lot of women from harming themselves or their baby. And I think that this is a great first step because what this means now is there's going to be others that are going to come out um, of this kind. So we're getting there and we're thinking about women, right? We're thinking about women's needs now. So that's good. All right, guys, the last thing we're going to talk about in the Talk Worthy segment is Khloe Kardashian getting dragged again. Um, she's had a rough month, I think. Uh, poor girl. So there's an actress um, and a presenter. Her name is Jamila Jamil. And she's known for kind of really pushing a body positive movement. She left a comment under a photo that Chloe posted. Um, she was promoting like a skinny detox tea. Um, and she took a picture with her sports bra on her abs and with the tea, right? Just saying that this has kept her stomach flat. Um, and Jamila commented and said, basically, she wrote a paragraph and it just kind of said that this is um, irresponsible um, advertising. Uh, this is not FDA approved. Um, doctors all agree that this is not a, a good method um, to lose weight. Um, you don't even state the side effects, which include blah, 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 blah. Um, and you're not even admitting that actually you got your body from um, surgery um, and you have a nutritionist, um, you have probably a chef. So like she listed all these things of like why you look the way you do. It's not from this skinny tea and you're promoting it as if it's only from this skinny tea, right? It is false advertising. Let's be clear. You can't just look like that by drinking this tea, right? Um, but I do wonder like, all these people who promote these products, do any of them actually try it? Like, I can't imagine some of these celebrities drinking this tea that makes you shit, okay, and makes you have just, like, cramps and bloating and all these things, and you're just, like, shooting while you're doing it or performing on stage or you're in the studio. Like, what are you, running out and shitting in the bathroom for 45 minutes and coming back in? I can't imagine people actually, like using the stuff so that 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 this whole thing to me poses like a bigger question like what is responsible advertising you know um do I as a celebrity as a public figure want my name associated with a product that is not good for people or that I probably won't truly use right like wh where where are we where's the line with ethics in regards to promoting these types of things um and then it's like well, if the price is right, you know, if it's not, if it's not causing any harm and it's making me a lot of money, then why not? Right. Why, why do I care that people, consumers are vulnerable and they're dumb and they're not doing their research? Right. Is that my problem? So, um, I think there's, there's a bigger picture here of like, 
responsible advertising. I think that's kind of what she was trying to say. Her whole comment was just kind of like, if you're going to go ahead and post this and you're going to talk about how this is why your body looks like this, I need you to basically tell everyone what else you have had done to look like this because this tea is not the the reason why you look the way you do. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, Okay, guys, so we are in the last segment called Dropping Gems. Wow, this episode is going to be a little shorter than usual. I'm okay with that because I've been talking my ass off for a while, like last week. All right, guys, we are in the Dropping Gems segment, and the topic of the week is not necessarily what I thought the topic of the week was going to be. I actually changed my mind at like midnight last night, which was not ideal for me because I'm scram- I was scrambling trying to figure out how what I was going to talk about exactly and how I was going to word it. But um, I felt inspired last night at midnight. So I decided that we're going to talk about um, how to meet someone. And when I meet someone, I meet, when I say someone, I mean like a significant other. And I thought about this topic because I received a DM from a young lady who shall remain anonymous um and this is what it said she said as a young professional woman in los angeles it is very difficult to date in la i'm a finance professional and on top of working it's very challenging to find guys that are on top of their game sometimes what are your thoughts or could you do a podcast on this um i answered her directly on like some advice or my thoughts on it um so I'll give you guys a little bit, a snippet of that. Um, I do want to say that I do agree. It's very hard, very hard to date in Los Angeles. Not even if like you have like a, a successful career, just period. It is a very hard city to date in. It's probably more difficult when you do have a successful career. And, you know, as unfortunately, like for ladies, as much as, <clears throat> again, I'm speaking with regarding heterosexual relationships, because this is all I know. Um, unfortunately, you know, as much as men might say um, that they want an independent woman and um, they want a woman that wants that has her own, um, it can become problematic when the woman actually does have her own or has more. So that's something that I want to talk about in a different episode. That's a topic for a different episode. But um, I do want to say that to this young lady um, and all the ladies out there, um, don't dim your light just to make someone else's shine brighter, okay? Um, So if you have a successful career, you be you. Don't dim your light just to make a, a man feel more powerful and you look more or feel more approachable. Um, But I will elaborate on that topic a different day. I do want to have a guest when I talk about that. The other part of dating in LA and why it's so hard is that it's not only difficult for women, it can be difficult for men as well, okay? Because there's a lot of women out here that are seeking a certain type of lifestyle. um, And while some men are willing to give it to them, others might not have it or are, are unable to get it to them. So if, to give it to them. So I think that, you know, especially with men who are successful, it's hard for them to figure out what some, they can't trust certain women's intentions because it's a hard city to date in. Okay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, now I'm going to kind of move on to how you can meet someone. The, I think the overarching theme of this whole episode is environment. Okay. Um, If you're looking to meet a certain type of person, the first step is kind of putting yourself into that environment. So ladies, sitting down on your couch at home isn't going to cut it. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You cannot be lazy in love. So 
you have to put yourself in the environment to meet someone. Um, for most people, a lot of their interests are revolved around their field of work, right? What they do. So I guess you can start there. If you're interested in someone who has the same, who's like-minded, right? Or has the same um, maybe career, has the same career interest as you. I would say you can start with like a happy hour. And I wouldn't recommend meeting someone at work. I mean, if you know that that's the one for you, then do your thing, boo-boo. But I wouldn't recommend it just because if you break up, then you got to see them, then it's awkward at work. But what you can do is go to happy hours um, with your coworkers, maybe start hanging out with your coworkers, and they have, like, random gatherings on the weekends, and they can invite some of their friends who are in the same field, and maybe you can meet someone there, right? That's that's one way to start. Um Another option is volunteering. Like if you're passionate about something, about a cause, then maybe you get involved in it, um, whatever that may be. Maybe it's children, maybe it's homeless people, maybe it's animals. Um, maybe you just start volunteering and you meet someone else who has a love for a charity. Now, this next thing I will say might be a little bit thirsty, but I'm here for it. I think that if you're trying to meet a certain type of someone, um, then you kind of frequent those venues, right? If, if, if it's like, um, if you're, look, ladies, if you're trying to meet someone with money who has like high-end taste, then maybe you're going to five-star restaurants with your girlfriends. Maybe you're going to bars where, you know, these types of men go to. Like, if that's your thing, then maybe you need to put yourself out there. Or if you like someone who likes to have a good time, maybe you go to a club. I mean, it's kind of strange always meeting somebody in a club, but maybe you go to a club and you'll find a fun guy dancing on a dance floor or a fun lady. I don't know. Um, But I think that if you are actively seeking someone, a certain type of someone, if you know a type, then I think you need to go to where you would think that these people would be at, okay? Now, the next thing, you know, I think that people tend to view social media as kind of like negative when it comes to dating. But I think that it's there for us to use, okay? Although when you look at someone's profile, you're not necessarily getting the entire picture. I do think you can gather some understanding about a person by their profile, by their photos, by their captions, by their bio. Um, You can really get a pretty good feel of who somebody is from their social medias. And I actually think that nowadays it's not a bad place to meet somebody. Um, I think that, you know, if you maybe fear rejection a little bit and you won't be able to approach somebody in person, I think that social media is a good place to start. Um, If you come across someone's profile, maybe you hit a follow, maybe you hit a DM. If they don't respond, if they say they're not interested, who fucking cares? Like you made a move, you tried it. Nobody will have to know, but I think it is a good place to also maybe if you're searching look for somebody um, on social media. It's there for us. It's so easy to use, right? It's not my first choice, but it is an option if you're not a social butterfly and um, maybe you're just in a city where it's constantly snowing and you're just not trying to go to a club. I don't know. I don't know your life. But what I'm saying is it's there. Use it. Don't abuse it, okay? Dating apps. Um, Look, I never got around to using one because I got a boyfriend when they really started hopping. I wish I would have got a few swipes in, um, but didn't get that far in life. However, I understand how people are cautious of using dating apps because, you know, they kind of tend to bring out the men or women that are just there for hookups, which is fine. Live your life. But there are apps for more serious daters. If you're trying to find a, a serious relationship, you know, there are apps that we can now pay for. 
people were laughing at young people when they were using like OkCupid or Match.com and said that was like for older people. Um, well, that's what dating apps that you have to pay for are the same thing. It's just not a website. Now it's an app. Actually, I think those websites now have apps. Um, but there are apps out there. One that I know, you know, off the top of my head is Raya, right? You pay for these apps and um, the company kind of does a lot of that legwork for you. I will say this. I think that if people are paying for a service, they're a little bit more serious about it. So I don't foresee people on those types of apps just using them to hook up because they can go to Tinder for that, right? So I think that there are apps out there that you can use to actually find somebody who has your interests or who you're looking for because they lay it all out there, right? And you're paying for a service and they are more serious. So I would try a dating app like that. And the last thing I will say about this is um, know what you want. I think that a lot of people, they're looking for something, but they don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for someone and they have no idea who that someone is or what that someone is like, right? They just want someone. I would say if you don't know and you're starting from scratch, make a list. Like I'm all for writing shit down. Make a list. And, and I would make a list that has like, things that you want this person to have, these types of characteristics, and then your complete deal breakers, okay? Um, and if someone doesn't have one or one of the things, one of the two of the characteristics, especially if it's physical, I think those are things you can kind of like look past, right? But if it's a deal breaker, if, if these people are lacking some of the things that are deal, you consider deal breakers, um, and you meet somebody, don't be so desperate to have a boyfriend, have a girlfriend, be in that relationship. If someone has those deal breakers, you don't need to settle, right? You don't need to be with them. You just kind of, at least you know what you want and you have your list. And if and if those things come up, don't settle. Just just keep moving because there's plenty of men out there and there's plenty of women out there, okay? With that being said, my number one advice is don't look for anyone, okay? I know it sounds a little counterproductive because I just told you guys all the ways that you could meet someone, but that's for people who are really passionate about meeting someone and are not going to listen to the rest of this. But I will say from my experience, not that I'm a professional dater, is stop looking. You know, the times that I was actually seeking a boyfriend, um, well, I got something that I wasn't in the market for. I think people can listen to this and say, That's, this is easy for you to say, you have a boyfriend, you've had one for a while, so of course you're going to say, like, stop looking. Um, you know, it hasn't always been a walk in the fucking park for me. For years, people were asking me, why are you always in a relationship? Like, why always have a boyfriend? I always had a boyfriend. Now, looking back at it now, I only really count, like, maybe two, two and a half boyfriends. <laughs> but I was in a lot of quote-unquote relationships, right? Like those high school types of relationships, but they were happening like in college and after college, like those really immature relationships. These are people that I don't even remember their middle names. I mean, I don't even like, okay, I know I, I this sounds crazy, but I had a lot of quote-unquote boyfriends that I don't even count, but I had them, okay? I was always in some sort of relationship. They didn't last long. I'm talking like three months to six months to eight months. At the time, that might have seemed like a long time. It's not a long time. So I've been always in these relationships and people are always asking me, saying, you always need a boyfriend. Why are you in a relationship? Um, I like commitment. You know, I like to know that we're committed to each other. But let me be clear. I wasn't the one like seeking these relationships. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to toot my own whore, but people like me. You know, people wanted, wanted, wanted to be my boyfriend. Like, it is what it is. It's the truth. I always got asked to be a girlfriend. Like, that That always happened. And I always said yes, for the most part. Um, so, yes, 
I always had boyfriends. But I am a Gemini. I don't know what the fuck you believe in, but I have a short attention span. I'm talking about like an attention span of a three-year-old, okay? Um, I get bored very easily. And in most of my relationships, it ended because I was on to the next. Like in my mind, I was already seeking someone else, someone else who had a different quality, someone else who had this. So I was always kind of looking for a different relationship, something new, um, something more interesting. I was always just, oh God, I was going to say on the prowl, but I sound crazy. I was on the prowl looking for your boyfriend. <laughs> like a fucking scavenger, <laughs> like a man eater. I'm not a man eater, but that's what this sounds like. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Basically, a bitch was looking, okay? I, my eyes were open. I was out here looking. Didn't get me far in life. Let me be clear, okay? That's why I walked out saying I probably had two and a half boyfriends. I don't even know who the half is, but I'm sure there's a half. <laughs> There's definitely not three. So it's either two or two and a half. There's no three. Before I met my uh, boyfriend, I had a really dramatic year. You know what? I think I remember my half boyfriend now. I remember my half. Okay, so I had a half boyfriend um, and I say, I, you know, I'll talk about him another day, but I had a half boyfriend and... Um, I wasn't given half boyfriend what he wanted. I was dragging him, blah, 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 whatever. You know, I was going through my onboard method, little Milana method, whatever. And eventually, um, half boyfriend got um, fully sick of my shit. So this is the first time that I was dramatically dumped like this. Um, and so I was like uh, seeking. I was like kind of broken, a little bit insecure. I was like, oh, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta find someone else. Like I, I knew he wasn't for me, right? I gotta find the right guy for me. This is what I was thinking. Um, and so I. I prayed about it, but I don't think I was there with my relationship with God yet. Um, and I told God that I was going to um, be celibate because I wanted clarity. Um, I wanted to be able to hear from him clearly and I wanted to focus. And so I said that I was going to be celibate. Now, I just want to say something, guys. Let me be clear. I wasn't out here. Like, it's not like I was out here, out here, and I needed to be celibate because I was just out here so much while and out that, like, a bitch needed to, you know, go on a hiatus. That's not what happened. Um, it was like a spiritual hiatus. Like, I needed to hear from God. So I was like, you know, I've seen other people do it. Um, I've read books and people were kind of like, this isn't the thing to do to be, to meet your soulmate and to hear from God. Like you probably go through this like time of celibacy. So I was like, God, I'm, I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to make this promise to you. Let me tell you something about our Lord and Savior. He's got jokes. Because as soon as I do this promise and I say this prayer, um, well, guess what? Literally, I can't even make this up. The next day, the next day, this guy hits me up who on paper would appear like the next guy that I was looking for on my next set of requirements. He pretty much had everything that I wanted, right? On paper. Um, and he hits me up and he's just like, and, and we just, we hang out and it's just, we really like each other and everything's moving fast. And I tell him I'm practicing celibacy and he's like, Oh, I, don't worry. Like I no pressure. Like I'll wait for you. I could do that. It was just like a lot. Right. And so we're in this place and, um, I'm like, I knew it. Like I just, I told God I was going to do this and now this is happening. Like he listened to me, right? No, he was playing a joke on me. Um, because what happened next was like, 
worse than the half boyfriend, right? So this relationship, I don't even fucking count, but it was like probably the most dramatic one of all. Um, I think I think maybe like two or three months into the relationship, um, I started waking up because the bitch was asleep the whole time, clearly. Because the shit that was happening to me, I was like, there's no way I was woke this whole time. Like I was asleep or under some sort of spell, which I don't know what type of spell because it wasn't a dick spell. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. But I was not myself. So I had risen, right? Um, <laughs> and I realized that he ain't shit. And I realized that um, on my on my journey to celibacy of what I thought God wanted me to do, and while I continued to seek, at the end of all of that, this relationship, I realized that what God was trying to teach me is just like, don't seek anyone. Like, don't search for a man. I will send you the right one when the time is right. Like, just because someone came your way that has everything that you want or everything that you thought you wanted, that you think this is from me. This is not from me, right? And so he used this very dramatic, very like, I don't even, if this was a, I have never been in a relationship where I lost myself so much. Luckily, it didn't last a long time. I think it lasted like two and a half, three months. But it was very quick and it was kind of drastic. And he kind of started getting in my head, which never happened to me before because I'm a very like secure and confident person. And and the thoughts that like the things I started thinking about, my mindset that I started changing things about myself, I realized like I've never lost myself so much in a relationship so fast. And I'm so blessed and happy that I snapped out of it so fast. But, you know, this was just God's message to me. Um, and that's what I took from this relationship. And um, I also, you know, just realized God's a comedian and I broke up with him. So the rest of 2015, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life. I'm no longer looking for anyone. And, you know, if someone comes my way, they come my way. And guys came my way. I would entertain it. I would go on a date here and there. But I wasn't really looking for a boyfriend anymore. I wasn't looking for anyone. I was just doing my thing, focusing on myself. It's nice. I understand wanting to be with somebody. It's nice to have people. It's nice to have someone you can call anytime. But at what expense? 2015 is coming to an end. Um, somewhere in September, I, I go to this, this barbecue and me and my now boyfriend, we cross paths, but we don't speak. And I honestly didn't even remember him. He remembered me, <laughs> the girl with the red bikini. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, the first day of 2016, the last day of 2015, so New Year's, I attend a party, which I was not going to go to. I showed up at the end of the party, um, by the grace of God and I meet my boyfriend, he approaches me and we start talking. Um, he was actually trying to kick me out because he's kicking everyone out, out of the party. But I was like, no, it's cold outside because it's cold outside. And he asked me for my phone number because he liked me because I was spicy. Um, and I said, no, but I can give you my business card. Um, and he said, I'm not taking your business card. Here's my phone. And I said, oh, okay. So I put my number in his phone and I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't pressuring, I wasn't pressuring myself. I wasn't pressured. Uh, I was just like, look, if we talk, we talk. If we don't, we don't. I went on about my life and the relationship kind of flourished very quickly. Um, we are very much like, we are very like-minded. Um, I would think he's my soulmate. To me right now, it feels like a God-ordained relationship. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know it, you know, 
what God has in store. But right now I, I'm very happy and it's very, it's a very healthy relationship and I feel close to God, which is important when you, um, give a part of yourself in a relationship, you know, you, you want to make sure that, um, you can still hear from God and God is still a part of you. And so I do feel that in this relationship. So, um, with that being said, you know, when I stopped looking and I stopped, um, seeking for a companion or a significant other, you know, God kind of, kind of brought him to me. Um, and sometimes God will send people that are not the right people for you, but they're there for a reason. So don't discount those encounters they are there, um, to help you grow, um, to probably help you realize what you want. Because let me tell you that, that dramatic relationship where I lost myself that I don't call relationship anymore. It really showed me what I didn't want, but what I thought I wanted basically my entire life. I know this might not work for everyone and maybe people have different beliefs, but I really do believe that, you know, God kind of orders our steps, right? So, um, the moment that I started to be faithful and just to, uh, trust him and to listen to him, the right things kind of started happening. And I, and I met the right person for me, um, at a point where I stopped trying to control my own life, right? I let go of, of that control and I gave it to God. So if there's any, thing you took from this topic or from this advice is just stop, stop looking, um, stop looking and, and let it happen. Just be as for, I mean, as much as you can be, be the best version of yourself. But I did, I, I love that, um, DM you guys, I'm not like an expert advice giver at, at, by any means, but there are things that, you know, I have, I think an interesting perspective on. Um, I do have a lot of stories to tell. So if you have any questions or need any advice, please DM me because this sparked a whole uh, topic for me and I, and I loved it. And I want to elaborate on this uh, further and, and the different aspects of, of dating period. Um, but I'm waiting to find the perfect guests to have that because I think that you need two different perspectives, um, when you're talking about, especially dating, but dating in LA is hard. Um, just stay grounded and, uh, do you boo boo and whoever you're meant to be with shall come and scoop you off your Louboutins. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 12. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and uh, share it on your social media and promote it. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on the podcast apps and subscribe and give a thumbs up on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys and we'll talk next week.